Pow! Hello and welcome to GameSpot After Dark. We now have as many episodes as Anita Campbell Green and Roger Daly have Dalmatians in Disney Classic 101 Dalmatians. That was a long way of saying how many episodes we have, right? Episode titles. Boo! Yeah, boo! Joe um, wasn't as good the name, second time. Nah, but you know. It happens. Sometimes it'd be like that. My name is Small Sane, and I'm joined by Jean-Luc Seibke. Hello. Howdy, gamers. Nope, I can't say that. Oh, that's no, that's copyright infringement. <laughs> yeah, that is an Evan Langer classic. He's not here. Um, he was going to be on, no. but he, he, he can't, so uh, I'm just going to steal his bits. Michael Hyam, how are you what doing? What do you do, baby? I am, I'm doing terribly, but you know what? I'm doing fine now because I'm here with y'all because y'all are my friends. Hey, also here with us is Jordan Ramey. What's up? Ubisoft will not let me rest. Yeah, Ubisoft will <laughs> not let you rest and Team Cherry Never. will not let you feel joy. It's the, it's the pained existence <laughs> of Jordan Ramey. Uh, we celebrated our 101st pod, 100th podcast last week. Now we're in our 100th podcast, and we're kind of leaning, starting to lean back into video. We're bringing video back in a in a way. Um, so for those who have been with us from the very beginning, the OGs, the day ones, um, you might remember we started off with a few uh, video episodes early in the run, and then we kind of like, you know, the Rona happened, and they were like, goddamn. No one's got the time for this, and no one's got no one's got the understanding. But now we're back. We're bringing it back. So if you're listening to this on an audio podcast, firstly, what are you doing? I get with the times. Head on over to youtube.com forward slash GameSpot so you can watch the video and see off. Oh, I'm kidding. I listen Maybe to they're driving, Tam. Maybe yeah. they're driving. Watch Pull the over. video. Pull over. <laughs> Wherever you're going is not that important. Pull over. Make sure your handbrake is up. Fire up the video and watch it on the we're on the. Into video. <laughs> we're putting into room. video. <laughs> Anyways, that was that. That was just our, our way of saying that we're trying to we're we're thinking about video, bringing video back in a big big way. Um, so make sure you, you check it out. And you know, even if you listen on audio, just go over to the video, um, it, click into it, and just leave it running in the background for yeah. between nine and nine and fifty minutes. Get us that uh, watch time. You're watching on yeah, video. Uh, maybe sub to the audio you know what everyone yeah. just swap swap spots yeah everyone it's like an swap. ecosystem yeah. it's yeah. a live service yeah, you, game spot ex- game spot infinity oh, that makes oh it leave that uh, yeah hey give me a <laughs> yeah. exact motherfucker let's go yeah and i like i just to reiterate as john luke said if you are watching the video right now why not head on over to to a podcast app and subscribe there you might not watch it but at least our subscription numbers go up and we can carry on doing this bad boy you know what i'm saying <laughs> Anyways, uh, Jean-Luc, you've had an eventful week. You've had n- new additions to the family. Mm-hmm. You've been playing video games. Tell us about it. Uh, I got a new new friend, uh, a cat. Her name is Brinks. Um, she Aww. is actually uh, Max Scoville's old cat. Um, they, they had a baby, and they were like... We don't need this cat anymore. Uh, please take this cat. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, w- I would give up peppers and wow. keep the cat. <laughs> Hot take. Hot take. Well, they didn't actually do. say that, but like, I, 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 I understand why that why that uh, exchange needs to happen because goddamn. She, uh, Baby plus peppers plus Brinks. Yeah, Damn. Brinks was kind of the, the odd one out. So I think it was just for the best. Um, so we've referred to she, she's a little we don't know her exact age, um, 
but we think she's around 11 or, or 12, so she's a little old lady. So we've referred to our house as her her senior living home. She's going to come <laughs> chill with us and just relax. Uh, don't have to worry about dogs or anything like that. Uh, she is so cuddly. She just loves to rub her head on everything. Um it's I'm, I'm very, very excited about this. As someone who lives literally doors away from you, mm -hmm. uh, when I am in the states, uh, this, this, this like, makes <laughs> this benefits my life as well, um, because now I can cat sit for you and I can oh. play with Brinks too. Oh, Immediately, oh the, the, the second Tam heard, he's like, "Hey, you need a cat sitter? You need I'm a cat sitter? Guy, I'm your guy." Brinks, oh. Brinks knows me as well. We Brinks yeah. and I have spent some time together as well, so. It'll be she's, great. she's very very uh friendly towards people like just um it it, it didn't Winks. it didn't take very long um for her to adjust and just be like oh like you guys seem pretty cool i'm gonna hang out with y'all mm. um so yeah she's been great um except for the part where she wakes me up at three in the morning figuring that out still trying to set them boundaries but uh otherwise that's been good um and in between that i have been playing a little video games um Oh god, my brain um was like looking for the video game music and we don't have that on this podcast. Uh <laughs> I uh for those who don't know, I edited I, I helped fill in on the bombcast uh yesterday. Light flex. Um light flex. I was I was filling mm -hmm. in for Jan and I had to like practice all their thing of like, okay, like Jeff saying like what we've been playing, I gotta hit the the, the game music. So I was like I was like still in that mode. I was like searching for it. I was like, oh god, where's the <laughs> Ooh. This motherfucker flexing. <laughs> uh, this yeah. motherfucker moonlighting. <laughs> <laughs> Says you. Hey, Mr. Hey, 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 we'll get to that later. <laughs> GameSpot, what are you talking about? It's just, it's just, it's just Giant Bomb. It's just Giant Bomb. It's just now. Giant Bomb now. Huh? Everything's Giant Bomb. Uh, yeah, I've been yeah. playing some video games. I've, uh, I've been playing like every 2D Metroid. I've been just like going through them um mostly because i was doing like a video on them so i i haven't admittedly like i played like an hour or two of each of them and kind of like cycled through but i definitely mm. am like i want to go back and play all of these because classic 2d metroid whips it's so good like those games hold up incredibly yeah. well without without self-reporting Mm -hmm. Are you playing these on on your on the original hardware, or are you using other means to play them? I am actually mm -hmm. playing them all on original hardware. Um, okay, well, so uh, Metroid One and Super Metroid, I was playing on the Switch uh, with the like Nintendo Online. Although I was using those like uh, controllers they gave you, like the like the SNES mm -hmm. and NES controllers, so like felt like I was playing the original versions, even though I'm not. Um, but then for uh, Zero Mission and Fusion, I have a GBA consoleizer, which is a device that um, you can buy. It's like a modding kit where you take like the original guts of a GBA and you put it into this like kit and do some soldering and all this nonsense. And then it allows you to output that uh, through HDMI to your TV. And it looks crisp as hell. Ooh, so really? um, Ooh. yeah, I'm using my original gba cartridges for um zero mission and fusion playing yeah, on those uh yeah it's awesome um those games in particular i i have like a real real fondness for um uh, zero mission was like my first metroid game i ever played because i never owned a console as a kid so like i only owned handhelds and i love that game to death i feel like i've, I've probably played it like 10 times or something um and like I, it still it still holds up it still feels so good to play um 
man, I, I don't mm. it play some Metroid. If you haven't played Metroid, like it, it's kind of shocking to me how like those like the, that that genre has like exploded and you know like man like metroidvania is like they're everywhere you can like like i'm I'm just like i'm walking around my house and i trip over like a new metroidvania <laughs> that someone made mm. and i'm like and you know like varying degrees of quality you know i i never beat hollow knight I but should... i heard it's one of the best metroidvanias um i'm Hell sure yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh but <laughs> but even then so you'd think like you know the ogs maybe like wouldn't hold up as much and they'd feel like dated they really don't like they just like everything about like the the level design to the controls it, it just feels so tight and so mm. um just they're masterful they're masterful games. i gonna say you know why people don't play the og metroids because nintendo makes it really hard to actually play yeah the mm-hmm. old that was that was something i asked them <laughs> When we did our, our uh, play for all slash E3 interview with um, the Treehouse team, I was like, you're releasing Dread, which is the canonical next entry in the Metroid series, the sequel to Fusion. Are you going to make Fusion available for people to play? And they were like, no. <laughs> why, why are we doing that? No. It doesn't well, make they didn't say no. They were like, Metroid nah. 5? Yeah. I, I don't know. 1, 2, 3, 4. Are you, Oh yeah, I don't know her. Are they like, oh yeah, you you're gonna you're gonna buy Metroid Five? What you want to play Metroid Four? What's wrong with you? Are you crazy? There's, no, we have five coming out soon. Why would you want? Yeah, four? why would you want four? Like, yeah. mad. But um, uh, I would recommend people. One Fusion is very very um uh good still. Like uh, oh, yeah. and without self-reporting, there are many many ways to play that game uh, very easily. Um. Uh, yeah. Uh, also, Samus Returns 3DS version. It is Samus Returns. Oh yes, yeah. that's the remake uh, of two, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the remake of two. Um, excellent, excellent game. Kind of came in at the tail end of the 3DS's yeah. life and got like forgotten in a big way. But a lot of the designs and systems and the team behind it, obviously, um, is working on Dread. So that is that is. You, we sadly you can't play the narrative like prequel to dread but you can play in terms of design ethos and gameplay experience uh metroid uh samus returns to get a kind of like a a primer on it and i highly recommend it yeah yeah so like the that's the video i'm working on is like hey here are all the old metroids like are, which ones are worth going back to play how can you play them spoiler you need to own a wii u uh to play a lot of them uh officially um <laughs> But but yeah, you, that's pretty much kind of what uh, my my sentiment is. Like, if you had to pick two, you'd be like, for story purposes, uh, play Fusion if you want to kind of feel caught up to uh, Dread, and then from like a gameplay standpoint, yeah, play play Samus Returns um, on your 3DS or however else you happen to play it. <clears throat> we won't judge Nintendo. <laughs> Nintendo. This is only going to carry on if you keep making it hard for people to buy yeah. your old games. This yeah. is how it's going to be. I have no, I have got yeah. no guilt about it when it comes to Nintendo. <laughs> like yeah. every everyone else, I'm like, don't do that. But when it comes to Nintendo, I'm like, these motherfuckers are they don't give a shit about preserving <laughs> their about, old games. That's that's that, that's that's on them. Yeah, that's on them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I'm saying, but yeah, you've also been playing some Final Fantasy VII, Jean Luc. Yeah, I was playing. I played that Yuffie DLC. Uh, we had Phil on couple episodes ago to talk about it i don't know if i have much uh, to... are, oh are, yeah. are, are you feeling it 
that was you know that was good i'm just not in the mood no don't give it to him <laughs> no that was good <laughs> that of all the bullshit him. of all the bullshit tam does like that was like like oh shit yo it's that's classy <laughs> you know what i'm saying it's not like a it's not like a throwaway these nuts joke but like you know we'll we'll, we'll get to we'll get to <laughs> <laughs> how is it because i still haven't played it it's it's great actually i really like it um i i think the main so the main criticism i've heard about it is how like ah, it doesn't do much to like progress the story or anything and i think that's fair but really like to me the point of this dlc is to establish and make yuffie an actual likable character this time um because I, I don't know how you guys feel about yuffie but like i was pretty whatever about her in the original uh final fantasy 7 it, it, it's partly the fault of like she's an optional character so she just doesn't get that much attention and like every time she does have anything to say in the story it's always like hey i'm gonna steal your mana and then fuck off and you're like ah, god damn it yuffie stop stop doing that like ah um but this one is like okay kind of like with the rest of the remake we're gonna sort of uh you know, keep these the core of these characters, but really flesh them out and 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 kind of give them like more more breadth uh, in in a way where it's like I you know I was okay with Barrett in in the original seven, but I love Barrett in the remake, and I thought Barrett was fantastic. And I feel the same way about Yuffie, where like they re- really lean into how she is just like this sort of like kid who like thinks she's hot shit and and just wants to like everyone to know that she's hot shit and like prove herself it's big like naruto uh energy coming from yuffie (laughs) in a way that like is it's really charming and endearing uh so just it it did its job where i was like you know what yeah like yuffie's cool i like yuffie like i'm i'm excited for more yuffie now And, and which is something i wouldn't have thought i would say after playing the original game um, they also do some cool stuff with the combat where because it takes place uh, like, you you know, you want to play it after you beat the main game. They, they can go a little harder with some of the enemies and um, they can get kind of weirder. So they have a lot um, a lot more interesting mana combinations that are like very specific to Yuffie's abilities. And so you have all these moves where she um, uses her weapon to not only do like... Uh, you know, like front facing melee attacks, but you can also uh, throw it and like do like some spin magic attacks. You can uh, use certain mana to imbue it with different like elemental abilities and uh, do like certain like parry type combos. And then your um, your AI ally, I forget his name. Uh, Sonon. Sonon, uh, who's cool as well. He's got some like, like, I don't know, like daddy, like Nathan Fillion kind of vibes to me. I don't know. Um, he's Ooh, hot. He's daddy. hot. Yeah, he's hot. I like him. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. He's hot. He's yeah, good. He's so good. so, so he, he's a daddy and he steals artifacts from uh, Zaddy Zonon. Oh, thief daddy. <laughs> he's, a, he's a thief daddy. So he's Drake. Um, yeah. A little yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, so the because i they didn't make him like a full playable character because i imagine they were like ah that's a lot of work and you know he's not like a main party member the way yuffie is like you know so instead he is just um you you can only control him and making him do specific uh magic or attacks and then also you can do this like synchronize button where uh he'll like mirror yuffie's moves so like uh you'll be like all right we're gonna synchronize we're gonna attack the enemy and like yuffie will jump on him and then like he'll jump and then you just do this like rhythm back and forth where you're both just like like ninja fucking like just 
Ninja fucking, yeah. <laughs> Beating the shit out oh, of them. Yeah. It's really good. It's like super satisfying. Kind of makes the game a little easy when you do that. You're like, oh, I'm just going to, I'm, I'm, you're like, I'm losing this fight. Synchronize. Then we win because we're just going to beat the shit out of them. Uh, but it's like really fun at the same time, like super flashy and, and really satisfying. Uh, it, I, I had a really good time with it. Also, music. I got to say, the music. Yuffie's music battle theme slaps. It's, it, it's mm-hmm. real. It's real good. Um, how how long is the DLC? It's not very long. It, it took me like four hours. Um, I granted, oh, I didn't do all of the um, uh, Fort what, Condor the, stuff. Yes, the Fort Condor mini game. I played like one thing of it, and I was like, mm, Nah, I'm not feeling this. I don't. I don't really <laughs> want to. Because they were like, All right, now you can go around and fight all five uh, Condor people, and you're like uh no i'm i'm no. good um although don't one of them was, was roach which is played, cool oh, oh sorry don't look at someone who has not played final fantasy 7 since mm-hmm. it came out how easy is it to jump back in and remember how combat works and what you're supposed to do to actually win that's def- my biggest worry it definitely that, like, it definitely too long. took me a minute like i was kind of getting my ass handed to me for like the first like you know, a couple encounters and I was like, oh man, is this like really hard or am I like forgetting? It's a little bit of both. Um, like they, the, the training wheels definitely aren't there. They kind of expect you to like remember how to play the game. Oh, but um, I don't think it's demanding enough that you would find it. You, you, I think you get back in the rhythm pretty quickly. And, and because it's just two characters and you don't even have to directly control one of them, you really can, like, they, they really let you just, like, focus just on learning Yuffie as a character and, mm. and, like, getting to understand how she functions and you're not juggling all these other characters. So, um, little bit of a learning curve, but I, I got into the rhythm pretty quick. Did you see the story about why Yuffie was selected as the character for the DLC over Vincent? It's because, like, Vince is just, like, chilling in a coffin, right? Yeah, Vincent is canonically fucking asleep. <laughs> so they were like, we can't do anything with this motherfucker. He's fully asleep in his coffin. Vincent's um, yeah. yeah, they also had this, like, the villain characters, which I guess are from Dirge of Cerberus. I haven't played any of the Final Fantasy spinoffs, oh, so I don't no. know any of that. I mean, they I were, like, they were there, and I was like, all right, this is some, like square kingdom hearts ass you know bullshit but i'm here for it like whatever it's cool you know uh it it was fine but i i didn't have any context for who those people were and they didn't really reveal much but like i assume they will come back in like a youthy related thing uh, in Mm. part two or three or whatever yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna check that out for sure um it's worth checking out yeah, especially since I love the original game. And I'm due like a replay now that the uh, PS5 updates are out as well. Um, Michael Hoss- Michael Hospital, I was, I was about to say, because I read what you've <laughs> oh, just... Wow, <laughs> damn. I just, I just, it's because well, I've just read what you added to your what you've been doing, and it says two-point hospital in real life. Yeah, yeah, I've been, I've been, uh, I've been, I spent the last uh, three, four days in the hospital, motherfucker. Like, damn, this shit sucks. Um, damn. So over Fourth of July weekend, I went, I went back to San Diego, uh, for uh, to like be with my family and be with my girl and like meet, uh, like meet up with her family and all this other stuff. So I checked into the hospital on Friday to check out like my 
like I have a swollen ass leg and what is someone like has a leaf blowing in the background or something? Dude, my neighbors, I don't yeah. know. They have like a fucking dentist There's... office in their like apartment <laughs> or something. Like it, it sounds like a, like it... a drill. <laughs> Is it that no? There's that guy who like does woodworking outside. I always used to see him when I oh when I God. when I used to come out, and he'd have woodworking yeah. equipment out, and he's like like fucking cutting pieces of wood, and I'd be like, "What are you doing?" Could it could be that. seems like an ideal time to do some wood cutting. I'm yeah, sure no one. I mean, if, if it's your day job, he, sure. In he's, an no, he's though, what the fuck. He's a lunatic, man. So sometimes <laughs> I see him, I'm like, "You cannot be doing that shit. That's mad." Because like. It's ridiculous. It travels as well. But he was on he was on my side of the apartment, so it, for it to be that loud, it's got to be someone no, else. No, I think it's just my neighbors have like a blender or something, and they make like their morning smoothie. But they also do it at like ten o'clock too, and I don't know what's up with that. But like, man, Jake used to do that up. shit at like six thirty in the morning when I used to live with Jake. <laughs> man, I'm so glad he's not on this podcast anymore. <laughs> Damn. I'm just kidding. Not when we was not when we was kicking it with him uh, last episode. So y'all should check that out. Episode 100 with OG Jake Decker. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, I've been in the hospital for like three, four days, and then so I flew back home to be with my friends and family. Turns out they're gonna have to come. They had to come see me in the hospital, uh, and then I had like half a day of actual vacation left over. Oh. So I fuck went all out. I turned up. I was like, get these get these IVs off me, bro. Where's the henny at? Just coming out like, of the hospital looking like Wolverine busting out of Weapon X, like <laughs> with a bottle of Henny in my hand, and a California Dude, burrito just, in the other. Just replace the IV bag with a bottle of Henny. With Henny, that's what I said. Oh, yeah. Give me those. Yeah, I, I was getting antibiotics. I want the Henny biotics. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Shit, let's let's go. Uh, um, please drink responsibly. Thank you. Yeah, carry yeah, on. Don't. Yeah. Uh, also, Henny hit me with the sponsorship. What's up with it? Um, but yeah, I so I haven't had much time to do anything i like i had my switch but i didn't really feel like playing video games i don't know i was just like sad um no but it happens it happens man uh i hope it doesn't happen to anybody else because that shit fucking sucked uh and um, many other things that that happened while during my stay there but i've also been uh, i have played a game that many many a folk have been talking about called the house in fata morgana i got it right here on switch yeah, Natalie finally got, got to you. me. <laughs> Natalie got to me. All right, so shouts out to my homegirl, Natalie Flores. I feel like I shout her out every time I'm on the goddamn podcast, but she has good taste, and I trust her on this one. She says it's the best game of all time, and that's a lot coming from wow. her. It's also apparently the highest rated uh, Nintendo Switch game uh, in history. Um, it has like 100, 100 on Metacritic, so... Yeah, it's got like eight Metacritic. perfect reviews, I think, or it be- something it's like that. Yeah, because it's like Ocarina the only people who reviewed it. <laughs> Like the only people who reviewed it are the ones who are like, "Yo, this shit is fire!" Because this is like a like a like a <laughs> definitive edition of it. So of course the people are gonna play. Be like, "Yo, shouting from the rooftops!" So I get it. Uh, it's a visual novel. It's kind of uh, creepy. It has sensitive subjects. It has twists and turns. And apparently, it's really well written. So I'm about to find out what that's about because I'm super interested in it. And I I don't know. I want I want to be surprised. That's another thing too. Is that when I play games now, it's like I want to be surprised by something like. Even like the big AAA stuff is dope, but I feel like I've played these kinds of games. Like I was playing Ratchet and Clank, like this is an incredible game, but I feel like I've been here before. I've done this. Mm. Um, and then playing Mass Effect, obviously playing the Mass Effect Remaster. These are games that I've played multiple times before, and it's a lovely thing to have. 
to remember replay those games in higher definition and much more better quality of life but i don't know i'm, I'm seeking things to be surprised but i've also been playing uh fantasian which is also a lovely surprise in the regard of like oh this is a this is comfort food after we've talked about that game uh previously but like on apple arcade i was just like chilling in my household bed like yo where are my beds at what can i get out of here I listened to the, the the new audio art already. I don't know what else. To do. <laughs> so uh, I pull up Fantasia. And I'm just like, oh, yo, yo, Fantasia's been great. So House and Fata Morgana. I'm gonna find out what that's about. Uh, I literally just started it this morning. I bought it last night. I couldn't download on the plane, but I am gonna play it now. And hopefully, this, this shit better knock my socks off. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so uh, yeah. Y'all should y'all should peep that, or actually wait till wait till I say something, and then what's maybe it called? Peep that. House of Big the Fat house, Morgana. <laughs> the House of Fat Morgana. Oh, that would be so Aww. cute. Oh, Big Morgana. That would be cute. Oh my, oh my gosh. Um, you know how like Final Fantasy fourteen has the fat cat um, plushie. Yeah. I want I want I want a Fat Morgana plushie. Oh my gosh, it'd be so cute. <gasps> it's currently on sale on Steam. Yeah. Which, which, yeah, it's fifty percent off on Steam. Steam. Oh, the game! I'm uh, like, what? <laughs> the plushie? <laughs> this plushie that we just like minted like five seconds ago. Oh, uh, yeah. it's on special promotion. Natalie got to Gabe as well. Uh, damn. <laughs> For the next <laughs> damn. She's yeah, got to everybody, I mean, dude. Yeah, she's she's. Prolific. Uh, this looks. This looks like it could be interesting. I'm gonna buy it for myself because you know it's a game on Steam. Damn, which, she got know. to you too. Damn. Yeah. yeah I'll probably. I, I, I do that shit all the time. I'll buy it as as with everyone. I'll buy a game on Steam and never play it. Um, I'm down for that. Yeah, um, I am also yeah. very excited to get back into Final Fantasy 14 because I need something that will comfort me, that will take care of me, that'll let me know that everything's all right, and I can beat the shit out of motherfuckers. So Final Fantasy 14 always. Final Fantasy fourteen is chicken soup for I am for the soul. Um, yes, for the soul. Well, I'm gonna. Well, you've sold me on the house in Fata Morgana, which I'm gonna play. Maybe I'll like stream it. Who knows? Um, Ooh, Jordan, what's up? What you been up to? Ooh, I'm excited. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been playing Doki Doki Literature Club Plus. Um, Mm-hmm. Man, it's been a long time since I've played Doki Doki Lit Club, and that is, it's the same game. If you've played it before, then you kind of know what you're getting into. I, I wrote a quick feature on how I'm like, maybe play the PC version and not the console version, because I think the twist for Doki Doki works a little bit better on the PC version, but the new content... Oh, I like. I don't want to spoil it, but like. Oh yeah, yeah. It's is it good? It's got, is it it's got me thinking. It's oh, it's, it's one of those things where there's not like actual gameplay per se, where it's like you're making new choices and seeing new outcomes. It's like literally visual novel. You're depending on the choices you make in the game. You unlock new scenes that showcase what. Uh, Monica and the rest of the literature club were up to prior to the player character jumping into that story. So it showcases how they meet um, and how Monica sets uh, a lot of the things in motion for that game. And then it also unlocks a bunch of optional text logs, which 
seem to be indicating why what happens in Doki Doki Literature Club, the plot actually happens. I'm trying to talk about this in a way that doesn't like spoil what happens, but it's interesting. It's cool. It's like an extra, I don't know, hour, Director's maybe cut. hour and a half of like new story content. That's pretty interesting and pretty cool. It like ups Doki Doki from like a three and a half, four hour game to like a five and a half hour game and it's cool stuff it's kind of worth it if for no other reason just to see what the new content is and it's easy to unlock the stuff because in a plus if you like if you've gone through a scene before you can just press skip and we'll just skip you straight to the next choice that you have to Mm. make so it's like okay i don't need to see the introduction of all the girls again which is like a 35 minute scene just get me to the first choice. I'm like, perfect. Excellent. So you can just rocket through the story multiple times, see all the different outcomes and endings, and then get all the new content really quick. It's really cool. I've, I, I recommend I've been, it. I've been playing, no, I've been re-experiencing that game in a very strange way. Um, so you've been watching like, uh, Nick Scarpino's playthrough, right? I wasn't watching it. I was in it. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I I, I voice that. I voice Yuri in that playthrough. Oh shit! <laughs> <Are you> <laughs> I, was, I, only, I only saw that they were doing a playthrough. I'm like, oh, I want to I see, I want to see Nick. So, and, uh, Nick was it has Nick he done Kevin? Yuri's route yet? Because I want to see that. <laughs> so uh, they, I mean, like they started playing it. I I tuned in because I was like, oh shit, the kind of funny lads are are playing. Um, and I think like who was there? It was like uh, Nick was playing it. Uh, who else was on there? Kevin was, was there. Kevin? Kevin was on it. Kevin, Joey. Um, I think I can't remember who else was there. Was, uh, well, there was a bunch of kind. Uh, Mike, obviously, uh, Snowbike Mike. Um, oh, right, yeah. And and they like started playing it, and I was watching along. And eventually, they got to the point. I think it was like twenty minutes in, where they were like, "Oh, we should we should like re- have." Nick was tired of reading, and they were like, "We should have other people read this stuff out." And it ended up like there were too many characters and not enough uh, people to read it. And I was in the chat and um, the chat was like, Tam, go in and read a character. So I was like, well, <laughs> if they want me to read a character, I'll, I'll let me know and I'll come. And and Joey was like, yeah, jump in. So I jumped in and they were like, read for Yuri. And I, from that point on, just did a voice, like a proper, like a voice. <laughs> and like committed to it i was like i'm not gonna break character i'm just gonna so while they were all making jokes i'm just sitting there silently uh like doing my yuri is there a vod of this somewhere yeah can you give a sample oh yeah what's what's uh, yeah no i'm not gonna do it because i'm not gonna do it no 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 you read read the read when we get to listener questions you read the listener questions and you're yuri it's not here's here's why i won't do it it's because one i want people to go and watch the 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 kind of funny video uh I mean, like, listen, we've got we got to support our friends. We've got to support the homies. Like, it's a fun video. And also because I can't remember how to do it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I, I did, so I did pr- the same thing with my homies, too. Like, we, we streamed it and everyone had their own voices. We all had, like... Wild accents and shit. So, so like I can't. I obviously cannot do a a female voice. Like, and I I came up with it on the spot. So it sounds really weird when I hear it. Sometimes it's, I was like, I I quickly re- re- read up on her character arc again and like her personality, and I was like, okay, so what I want to go for is like, 
soft and like sweet and reserved but also kind of raspy like a slightly raspy voice and i was like this is this is what i've got in my head right now and i did it and Eileen, it sounds really Eileen weird <laughs> no it sounds it sounds like it sounds really weird it sounds like an anime like it reminds me of like the animal that would be voiced in an anime like sounds really odd you're like this is anime kermit the frog what's going on um so like since then i assumed they're gonna do a part two and yuri is in that but like i was like since then i've like watched a couple of videos on how to do like a, a decent female voice and i'm trying to like get it a bit better so when i get back there i can do a better version of it Doing but that was training. fun this, I'm, I'm, this is my big move into voice acting. I Tam's gonna I be mean, a like, voice actor. I I, stu I studied acting and drama for like five years at school, and then I was like, "All right, peace. I'm gonna do fucking law school." <laughs> and then you piece that one. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, like, I that was originally what I wanted to do as a career as well. Like, my my teacher then was like, "You should get into acting directing because you can do it," and I was like you you don't know what the pressures of a south asian family are do you <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah uh so jordan the other game you've been playing is uh death's door yeah uh got hands-on with the demo for that game um which honestly was if i'm guessing correctly is actually a pretty hefty chunk of the game uh because this game where you're playing as this cute little crow who uh goes into work one day like just little pitter patter he's got this like tiny little glowy sword on his back and uh he's this reaper and basically the rule is is that like if you're a crow in this world you can be a reaper and as long as you're a reaper you don't have to die um so it's like, oh, yeah, I, I can be immortal as long as I just do uh, my job forever and ever and ever. Um, there's like a there's a deep, like, I think, capitalistic mindset uh, underneath all of this. But we'll 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 we'll, we'll get to that. But it's <laughs> one of those things where it's like you go out, you go on assignment, you're about to get uh, the soul that you're going out for. And the people tell you before, and it's like, remember you can't actually return to the office like until you get the soul and as long as your like door is open to where you have to go to get the soul you're going to continuously keep aging and right before you get the soul some guy knocks you out you track him down turns out it's a crow who like decades prior got like a similar assignment and he lost his soul so he's just been aging for like the past uh, few decades and he basically stole your soul to try to open this other door where his soul went after and he throws mm. the soul doesn't open the door and he's like well shit that didn't work well now you're kind of like in the same boat i am if you want to like get your soul you're basically gonna have to open this door and you're gonna need like three super powerful souls to open it go kill these uh three giant people who have like learned to live for a very long time and escape death um i'm just gonna sit here because i know so that you can do the work for me and get my soul back so that i don't have to age anymore <laughs> so you're telling me this is a souls like door souls uh, kind of <laughs> but in the sense that like when you die you don't like lose all of the souls from people that you've uh collected you lose some of them if you die multiple times in a row but you don't have to like go to the spot where you died and collect everything that you did so it's like when you die provided you had enough souls it's like oh, okay cool i 
died, I respawned at the last checkpoint, I'm just going to go ahead and quickly upgrade my stats right here now with all the stuff that I accrued over the past 20 minutes and then just keep going and going and going. There's no like frantic nerve wracking. Am I going to make it back to the boss that I died at to collect my souls <laughs> before I lose all of them again and I just lose like 60, out, 60 minutes of work? So coming out of E3, this was the game on everyone's lips. Like Death's Door is going to... It is basically, if we had to assign game of the show to any game, it would easily 100% without a shadow of a doubt be Elden Ring. But then shortly behind that <laughs> would be Death's Door. Um, does this game... Does this seem like... Firstly, what is it about this game? Do you think that people are kind of really is really exciting them? And does it feel like based on the preview that you've played, um, it has the potential to be something special this year? Uh, I think for people, if they want to know whether or not they want to get into this game, if you enjoyed something like Hades, which kind of did the whole business like take on death, plus a little bit of humor and a little bit of sadness and the side stories but you didn't like the fact there was a roguelike and you lost all your progress between each run, Death Store is kind of for you. You get a very similar experience, only your progress isn't being reset every single time you die. Uh, in terms of just being like a special game, I think this is going to be a strong console exclusive for Xbox. Um, I don't think it's going to be on Game Pass, though, which is a shame because I think it would do very well there. Not? I can't remember off the top of my head, but I feel like it's not. I think it's only just coming out on Xbox and PC. Uh, but dope game. Awesome game. Great music. Great visuals. Very melancholy with a little bit of humor. One of the characters you meet is a dude named Pothead, and he has a pot for a head. And oh, yeah. he's kind of like uh, this dude who's like, hey, I got like soup up here do you like you want some he like tries to spill his head over into the bird's mouth and bird's like no that's it's fucking gross and disgusting please stop like <laughs> it's a funny game it's an odd it's like charming and like the cutest possible way and i think it's going to be a game that takes maybe seven to eight hours to complete maybe so it's like it's one of those where it's like oh i i don't want to play a 60 hour assassin's creed adventure game i just kind of want to play a game that i can or do you beat like <laughs> no no one wants it no one wants it we're gonna get to that later but no one actually wants that uh i i adore games that i can look at and i'm like i can see the end point like within the first yeah. uh three to four hours of playing <laughs> yeah uh it's worth pointing out that this game is developed by acid nerf which is a very small team from manchester in the uk big up um, and you may have uh, played one of their previous games. It was called Titan Souls, um, which came out a whole uh, years ago at this point. It's like 2015 or something like that. Um, but another great game. Um, but like they, there are a couple of, I think it's two developers that then collaborate with a bunch of folks around the world. Um, and yeah, uh, looks looks really, really cool. Um, I'm excited for that game so, so much. It's, it's the it's the game that this I'm month. most excited for right now. This month, yeah, not not long to go. Comes out the same but, day as Chris Tales. Uh, it's fine. Um, it's fine. I'll play them all. Yeah, <laughs> you, you'll find the time. You'll find the time. I I have downloaded a bunch of games that um I'm supposed to be playing during my break, 
but which I'm currently on, but I'm not make, doing breaks good. You're on your break? Why happening. are you here? <laughs> yeah, fuck? baby. Um, I downloaded a Dothramatic, which I wanted to play. Um, and uh, I also downloaded uh, Umirangi Generations, um, yeah. which I wanted to check out. Um, Hell yeah. Uh, and yeah, and there were a couple of other games that also I wanted to check out, but I can't, the, the names escape me now. Um, but I've been mostly spending my time playing um, Mass Effect Legendary Edition, um, hey. which is, uh, I'm, uh, Chicory is the other one that I wanted to play. Um, yeah, hell yeah. And Backbone. Chicory And gang. Backbone. I, f- I forgot about Backbone. Hell um, yeah. So I think like there are a bunch of short games, so I think I might just like stream them and like that would be my way to force myself into playing games that aren't Valorant. Um, but I am enjoying um, uh, Mass Effect Legendary Edition. I'm like most of the way through, I'm like 30 hours into Mass Effect 2 just before I, to, just before I have to go to get the uh, Reaper IFF thing, uh, re- Relay. That's your way, man. Um, yeah, I've been kind of taking my time with it, but also... It's weird because I'm taking my time with it, but I'm also like not paying 100% attention to everything that's happening. Um, during the combat sequences, I kind of tune out. I usually I'm watching like Hassan Piker's stream in the background. So like when 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 like uh, when like the combat stuff starts happening, I'm tuning out of that and I get to watch him scream at his chat for an extended period of time. And then when <laughs> someone comes up with some dialogue, I'm like, okay, I'll pay attention here again. And it's been nice. It kind of like helps me with, like many people these days, I feel like I always need to be doing three things at once um, uh, to maximize my time, which I, which is a habit I really need to break. Uh, I really struggle <laughs> with just focusing on one thing. Like I can, I've been doing it with Castlevania, like the newest season. I watch one episode and try my best to focus on nothing but that episode. But inevitably, I'll like pick up my phone and answer an email. I've got problems. But um, yeah, that game, Mass Effect 2 is really, really cool. Really, really good. Like super, super cool. Um, I At some point yesterday, I switched Thane to one of his DLC outfits that I had never used in the original version of the game. And he gets like these fucking glasses. <laughs> and it, is, it turns that <laughs> game it turns that game into a comedy game because you got like <laughs> the maddest shit happening and then like every single scene Thane is in the background wearing the glasses looking like the deal with it meme every single time <laughs> the amount of like harrowing like the amount of time Morden's been talking to like um uh his protege or I forgot what the the other um Malin? Salarian's name is Malin and they're talking about like they're they're like verbally jousting about uh you know the the rights and wrongs of the genophage and Thane's just in the background all the light is just like bouncing off his shades and he's just standing there <laughs> like I, yeah he's just looking like he's looking like he's a frog that fell out of the Matrix universe just like standing around like I'm like oh, fuck I, I already, like, Thane was already my favorite character of, of the Mass Effect <laughs> franchise. And with those shades, it's just it's just he has so ascended. good now. He's ascended into, like, his drip is unbelievable. Oh, in that you game. know what? I, wa- I, I wonder if oh, you, he probably won't be wearing it in three, like, during the most saddest moments of the oh, game. Yeah, oh, my God. Would, like, mod him into that outfit. You probably could. The, the mod, you definitely could. You definitely could. The, you definitely could with mods on PC, yeah. The mod scene's but, actually really legit now on that. Uh, yeah. they, like that mod, that mod community's been going wild. They have a, um, 
this thing called like mod manager that's basically like this like really easy program where you just download any mod put it in and it just auto installs it for you i was messing yeah, with like, games oh, that's have amazing that. yeah yeah like, that's amazing um there's like you can like do a first person mod um where you can just walk around in first person it doesn't work for combat it switches back to third person but it's like yeah. kind of cool because it just turns all of the hud areas into these like um these like walking sim through like the citadel uh and like yeah. Dude, if someone adds like VR support, that's awesome. That would be amazing. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I've been playing a lot of that. I've been taking a lot of like photos as well in photo, mostly pictures of Thane, honestly. Like a lot of pictures of Thane. <laughs> um, I started off being like, oh, I'm going to take a really artful photo of every crew member and every like major character. And then quickly abandoned that because I saw Thane with the glasses and I was like, I'm 100% committed to this man and his and his like weird glasses, um, but yeah, that 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 game, the writing holds up really well. There are some lines that are like jaw-droppingly good in that franchise, and they come up with frequency in 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 this uh, in this game. Like I finished up. Yeah, I've been like doing the loyalty. I like stacked up all the loyalty missions, and I'm just going through them one by one. Um, I just did. I did Samara's yesterday, uh, and so then good. Could, it's real good. Yeah, I Samara's was like, you know really what? Good. I was like, you know what? This time I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Morinth. And then I did the loyalty mission, and the whole experience with Morinth happens. And I was like, fuck Morinth, no, and I was like, back to Samara. Um, and yeah, yeah want, now I'm just. Yeah, uh, I'm doing, uh, what am I doing? I'm doing not the Arrival DLC, the one with the uh, uh, Overlord. I'm doing Overlord right now. Mm. Um, so I'm going to finish that up and then probably do the uh, uh, relay and pick up uh, the other good character in this in this uh, game. But um, yeah, beyond that, playing a bunch of Valorant still. Uh, swings and roundabouts with that game. Last week, I felt I was real good. This week, I felt like pure trash. So we'll see how we're doing. Um, <laughs> that's that's the Valorant experience. <laughs> yeah, that's the Valorant. That's, that's the that's a tax shooter experience. But that's, yep. that's pretty much online it. Online games experience. Yeah, yeah. And then and then like in between that, I'm like watching. Um, I'm berserk. I'm trying to catch up on my Hero Academia, uh, Castlevania. Um, I started watching Bo Burnham's Inside and found it. It's a lot. Quite boring. Oh, <laughs> it's, you didn't I like it, it quite boring. Oh, I was just like, <laughs> never mind. Is it, is, like, it, is, right. it, is it too? Is it? Uh, I asked you this uh, before, but is it? Is it too uh, Yakubian? It's very Yakubian. It's very, yeah. very Yakubian. And like, I can understand some of the like, I can relate, but like, I think singing comedy doesn't work for me at all. Mm, yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Or even singing, because like the Jeffrey Bezos song is stuck in my head, but like. And the things that he's saying are like impactful, but like they're not especially astute observations. He's not saying anything that anyone else hasn't tweeted already. Like it's just he's saying it. So like now it's getting way more attention and he's singing it and singing comedy doesn't work for me at all. I found like uh, and that, that combination, I'm like halfway through it because I keep coming back to it in chunks. And I feel like the production is very impressive. I'm super, super impressed with that. Like the fact that it's a one man production and the amount of effort that's gone into that. And he's clearly pouring his heart and soul into it. But it's like everything he says is like, yeah, I've seen someone tweet the, that. The production uh, is like what really like drew me into it personally like i like i was yeah. sitting there like oh like how's he doing this does he have like a you know uh like like what kind of rig does he have like what kind of light systems he using like i was like no. really trying to like pick apart like 
exactly my how man's, he did it. My man's got arms and legs, and that's all he's doing. <laughs> he's got using them. <laughs> he's putting them to work i mean like like i said like i'm like halfway through so i think like the latter half kind of really really gets better i will say like the first one of the first things he says is like can everyone just shut the fuck up and not say something about everything constantly and i was like yeah that's that's a that is like a big 2020 2021 mood everyone feels the need to always say something about everything that is happening on the internet constantly and like his the way he like it boils up in him and it just like explodes into just the most like aggressive, just everyone sharp, everyone sharp. I was like, I can relate to that. I get it. But excuse me while I go and tweet now about the latest thing that happens. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's, that's pretty much it. Um, let's move on to news. Cause we've got some absolutely fascinating stories to cover. Sean Luke hit the news music. Oh, I'm sick. The news music broke. You're dropping the ball, John. Luke. You love to see it. Hold on. Wait. No, wait. I got it. 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 Run it back. Run it back. Run it back. Tell, hit okay. me again. Jean-Luc, hit the news music. God damn it. What the fuck? Yeah, you know what? Jean-Luc, uh, we're going to have a meeting after this. Oh. Oh. It played for a sec. Ah, oh, man. Technical, oh, technical, 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 technical difficulties. One more time, one more time. What? Come on. Okay, we got it. Right. We got it. We're cutting Third all this time. Here way. we go. We're, we're definitely we go. not. This all is right. not staying Okay. Yet. All right. That's enough of that. Let's head over to the news. We've got some fascinating stories. Jean-Luc, hit the news music first time. Never doubted you for even a second. Nailed it. The first story comes from a little company called, uh, you may know them as Nintendo. They used to make Hanafuda cards. Now they make marginal improvements to hardware you love. Uh, <laughs> Michael? <Damn>. Yo. <laughs> what's what's going on with what's this? the deal? The, the Nintendo Switch. And why have they allowed <sighs> Samsung to rename this device? Like, what is this? This looks like know. some... The Nintendo Switch OLED looks like some... Uh, in LG executive switch got into their OLED. branding department. Stupid name. What yes. that stupid, switch OLED? OLED do it. OLED do it. You know that classic from Waka Flocka? That's probably what they were thinking yeah. about. Like, oh, Nintendo Switch OLED do it. Okay, so this is your Nintendo this is switch. your opportunity to make the the the, the nuts joke that you want to make. No, it's not. Get in there. That's that's you no, know, it's no, not. Is no, that not, later? Not okay. No, 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 no. okay. I've already made that joke on Twitter. It got mad yeah, likes. Yeah. You know, I'm saying follow. Make sure you follow your boy for more of these nuts jokes. <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, Nintendo busts out and said, we're going to put a 7-inch screen on this thing up from 6.2. Keep it the same size so there's less bezels. I'm a huge fan of that. That's what I want. Uh, and it's uh, you got a wider adjustable stand. So shouts out to J Jeff Bacalar. Uh, so you can review that stand if you want. I know it's a sore spot. Shouts out to you, my boy. But it will not feature any performance mm -hmm. improvements or 4K support, and it will sell for 350 bucks. released on October 8th, the same day as Metroid Dread. So, Look, here's the thing, right? Y'all feeling this or not? Like most of us who have lived in the pandemic, like we're going to come out of this with no performance improvements as well. So... <laughs> Like as facts, a, as a, as as another creation within the pandemic, I'm not at all surprised that this is just yeah. the same thing, a bit like marginally improved. Um, but I'm, I am I I tweeted about this. I was like, this is this is this is clearly not for me. This is clearly not what I want out of it. Am I gonna buy it? Absolutely. 
Do you know why? Because we'll, <laughs> because when it, when it's approaching, people are going to be talking about it. There's going to be pictures. I'm going to get hyped, and then I'm going to buy it. And then when I have it, it's going to give me that little rush of endorphins. And you know what? We live in an age where we should take the opportunity, if you can, if you have the means to, to just savor every endorphin rush that you can get via reasonable <laughs> For means. For 350 so like, bucks, though. Yeah, my I'll, bank account about to get an endorphin rush. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll sling some old shit and get get you know. Yeah, get, I'll get I'll uh, I'll it. um I'll trade in the office switch that I use and then uh, I'll pick this one up. So, thank me later. Uh, That's all good. I'm 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 am in, into this. Like, uh, I I I want a bigger screen with less bezels. Uh, and yo, that that white and the black and white colorway. It's pretty good. Say less. Yeah, let's I'm, in, I'm into that. You gotta get the five and the Xbox Series S. You get the all white setup. Yeah, like, and then like you, again. Yeah, you got, you yeah. got a different stand. The, stand. the stand's got rounded edges. It's got an Ethernet port built into it, mm-hmm. uh, and that's that on that. <laughs> so if, you know if, what, folks were like clamoring for like an improved version that had 4K in it. Like that didn't that that's not happened now. Maybe it'll happen, still happen later, but that's not what this I is. Think- and, I th- I think the 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 company Nintendo that has uh, put out uh, what was it like eight thousand different versions of the 3ds. Yeah. I am not at yeah, all thanks. doubting that they will have another version of this console that is more powerful and it will have like a tiny uh, IBM ThinkPad style knob in there or something like that, yeah. like in the same way yeah. that they did for all the we, other 3ds we've or had, whatever. We've had the 3ds, we had the 3ds XL, we had the new 3ds, we had the new 3ds XL, we had the 2ds, we had the 2ds XL. Uh, shit, man. And we had like how many so, different special editions too? Like, come on. This is this the is thing that work. I want. I, I am waiting with uh, bated breath for a Metroid Dread version of this, this uh, yeah. Switch. If they do a Switch OLED Metroid Dread version day one, like I'll, I'll be there. Do you see I'll how have, people were yeah. kind of pointing out the color scheme kind of does match Metroid yeah. Dread? The, like the white yeah. matches like the robots and then they got the classic blue and mm. red and it's matching Samus. I mean, yeah, I know what you mean, I, but like... Yeah. I want I, I Samus' like, oh, face kinda... on there. Yeah, I want I want this I want Samus's face in there. I want I want the Metroid logo in there, and then we're in business. We're popping. You do that um, for me, Nintendo. I'll give you another fifty dollars. I'll pay four hundred for it, and I'll be ashamed of myself for doing it. But I'll do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like, mostly like, for like, people like, who play handheld, though. Like, if if you play yeah. mostly docked, there's literally nothing for you to gain from this. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Like, I I I don't play. Um, handheld this often and and also i think a big part of me and i'm like still kind of holding out hope that like the uh, an eventual pro revision will do this is like i really need new versions of the joy cons because they because <laughs> yep. be you ain't getting me, that with this they'd be giving me carpal tunnel they'd be giving me like all the cramps <laughs> like it, it's uh i was never a fan of the, the sticks the analog sticks the analog joy. sticks are awful like and i, yeah. I get that they were probably like look we can't change too much we got to keep the you know, it kind of splits the ecosystem up and, and maybe for a version that's not too substantially different, it wouldn't make sense to do it. Uh, but yeah. I'm like, I really need something something new and improved uh, for that. I think that would have been the thing that actually like super yeah. sold me on it. Right now I'm seeing it and I'm like, yeah, like this stuff's all right, but it's not enough that I'm like clamoring for it. Has Nintendo mm. uh, fixed its... 
nope data transfer problem like the reason i like buying multiple playstations and xboxes is because i'm like oh i can have one here i can have one at my parents house i can have one at my partner's place and like i just log into my account and just all my data is there just automatic money consoles everywhere (laughs) fixed that or no if you're if you're the really convoluted process for this if you're if you're starting a sentence with has nintendo fixed there's a (laughs) 99.9 recurring percent chance the answer is no i was being hopeful Um, no (laughs) don't I like the for me it's it's I I am actually excited about this because I am one of those people who does play handheld you know I handheld is nuts yeah. is what I'm saying. Uh, next <sighs> story comes from uh, a little company who is known as Ubisoft. Uh, Jordan, what is going on with uh, Assassin's Creed Infinity? Wait. What is this? Wait, Assassin's Creed what? No, 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 you know the vibes. All right, continue, Jordan. <laughs> back to back, these nuts jokes. Let's go. No one knows what the fuck uh, is happening with Assassin's Creed <laughs> right now. But it, uh, right before Ubisoft made the official announcement, uh, Jason Schreier uh, came out with a report being like, hey, Ubi's going in changing direction with Assassin's Creed again. They've gone from uh, open world adventure to RPG, and now they're going from RPG to live service something. And uh, it's going to be take place on the same platform, but like just multiple settings. It's just going to evolve, like taking inspiration from games like Fortnite and uh, Grand Theft Auto Online. Uh, and then Ubisoft, like, I want to say like an hour and a half after that, it, w- it was pretty quick release the official announcement like yeah we are actually doing that it's going to be a cross studio thing between uh montreal and quebec uh we still have the super problematic uh men in high positions still in those high positions working on this but we're hoping that you overlook that and get excited at the possibility of assassin's creed becoming so stupidly large that it just lasts for fucking ever oh my god this so, is so stupid the, the <laughs> thing is like i i said i said something similar on twitter where i was like i was hoping they'd get smaller because i'm very much in the same camp as many of you are especially jordan like i want smaller tighter more detailed more controlled narrative tales and they are going the opposite direction and i had a few people like kind of replying some people being twitter people being like shut up no one cares what you think um but other people being like uh you know they they kind of pointed out that you know they have they're kind of mentioning that they have the capacity to make those smaller tales within this larger framework Mm -hmm. yeah and that i i really want to get behind the idea of that the problem that i foresee or the one that i can't get past is modern game design requires you to to requires developers to like author and construct these pathways that take you to every corner of this massive world otherwise it's pointless having a massive world and the way they do that is they create these breadcrumbs that are constantly moving you from one thing to the other and pulling you in multiple different directions so that it never feels like you're done that's how these games as a service games work right you never feel like i'm done this is it i've got a short tale i I experienced a complete narrative it's always something there's always something happening and so that's my main worry about it sure they might be able to tell these 
tails, smaller tails. But will they be able to resist the temptation of always funneling you into another thing or wasting your time with menial tasks that ultimately have no bearing on what you're actually doing from a narrative perspective? That's my main worry. Yeah. I have two minds of this. I'm, I have no basis for my beliefs, theories as to what Ubisoft is, <clears throat> as to what Ubisoft is going to do. But I'm like, either A, they do something like what they were teasing at the beginning of Assassin's Creed Unity, where you like logged in and you saw like a bunch of different experiences yeah. to click from. And it's like, oh, this is a portal. You boot up Assassin's Creed Infinity and it like it starts with like one default uh campaign or maybe it's free to play and then like each campaign is like twenty dollars here for like this experience and maybe forty dollars here for this much longer one and etc 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 or if they are leaning more in towards what something like fortnite what grand theft auto online does it's a giant like open world modern day assassin's creed where occasionally over time the world is evolving and at the same time you have like an animus you can visit that uh you can use to do a bunch of single player content in the past but like in the present day it's like this open world multiplayer experience where you can participate in different activities with other people like bring back the multiplayer from brotherhood and three okay bring back the okay. siege things from unity stuff like that and i'm like I, I could see it going either way i could see it doing something completely different dude if they bring like... back the brotherhood multiplayer i'm in yeah i'm in <laughs> i feel like i feel like that's exactly what they have to do because they talk about how it's going to have multiple settings and there's no cohesive way to make that work in a a kind of like seamless open world right like you have to mm -hmm. i feel like it's going to be very much that that case of like the the main world is uh, you know an abstergo like facility in a modern day where you are a bunch of subjects just and then you can pick and it's kind of like you drop in with all your friends and be like, all right, let's go to, I don't know, Italy. And then you all jump into the Animus together and it will take you all to, I don't know, AC Brotherhood's multiplayer mode or a, a, a curated experience that is a unique Assassin's Creed 2 setting or, you know, Black Flag setting, etc., etc. I I would struggle to see how they make a, a, a larger, um, uh, experience that has multiple settings cohesive outside of hey there's a portal here jump through it assassins and then you come out on the other side and it's like oh you're in another part of the world now um, motherfucking cowards will refuse to make a single player game starring a woman in assassin's creed they just won't do it they just won't do it uh, something I found interesting uh, about the Ubisoft statement specifically is that they, when they were talking about it, they were talking about it less from the perspective of like what the game is going to play like as a consumer and more about what that means from like actually developing it. Uh, specifically, they were saying how like they had this like new cross studio collaboration structure yeah. and then like they said like i'm, I'm gonna read what they said here uh quote rather than continuing to pass the baton from game to game we profoundly believe this is an opportunity for one of ubisoft's most beloved franchises to evolve in a more integrated and collaborative manner that's less centered on studios and more focused on talent and leadership no matter where they are within ubisoft so it kind of sounds like th this is almost like a back-end thing of like we can build this system that allows it to be easier for different teams of Ubisoft across the world to like build their own Assassin's Creed 
game or story and like have it easily be integrated rather than like having like you know a bunch of different teams like building multiple assassin's creed games at a yeah. time and they got to kind of talk like to each other and doing with call of duty exactly because like activision years. ran into that problem where you had like you know infinite warfare and black ops and they tried to fuse them together and it like totally didn't work because those are games are built on like different engines and it was kind of a mess. And I think Ubisoft's like, we can avoid that by like building this system from the ground up to support this. Yeah. Like mm. if you think about how a lot of the, when Ubisoft w- were with Assassin's Creed, how it gets like handed off from studio to studio, it's like a lot of stop and go, stop and go in terms of like this studio is going to make Odyssey. This studio is going to make Origins. Obviously, they had they have had collaboration. When I was like talking to developers about Odyssey, they're like, "Yeah, this has been long in development because we work alongside the Origins team uh, to make sure that these games are like congruous. They're not like just like these completely separate experiences that don't make sense when you connect them together." So I think this is more of like a framework for them to kind of communicate how they're approaching Assassin's Creed, but. If it's if if it feels more continuous, I, I also think that, I, I mean, I can't speak for y'all, but Assassin's Creed base games are long as shit, and I never almost finished them oh, recently. but they come, no. but they come out, <laughs> but they come out with really good DLC, or they they have like deal the, their DLCs are chunky and are, are like oftentimes like pretty. Games. Yeah, they're yeah. like whole other games, but like no one like I imagine that fewer people play those because they're like, yo, I'm I'm done with this. Like I'm not like what is this DLC? I'm gonna buy it for a game that I already bought. because uh, now the mentality is the expectation is to have like if DLC is part of is packaged with the game that you already bought or something, or it's an update to something that you subscribe to. Yeah. Uh or something something like that. And so I think that this this framing will help those at the add-on content to kind of like string you along to the next Assassin's Creed game, like fate of Atlantis. Like what, what was that? Like, Oh, that was actually pretty fire. Uh, I don't know. I, yeah. I didn't, I didn't get to it, but if it, it's like, like a boot 30 up, like, hour DLC. <laughs> yeah. And then so, but like, I didn't touch it, but if I boot up Assassin's Creed, like, Oh snap, like this, I, I don't know. I, I feel like it's just so, a lot more seamless for as a player. And I imagine this can also help them be a lot more, um, I think more efficient when it comes to like making these games. Yeah, I think there's a lot. I think I, I wish they would sit down and really unpack the the knock on effect of having the games be this large. Because for yeah. me, I think one of the biggest issues I have is like because they're this large. I do not give a shit about the main characters. I'm incapable of caring about those characters because one. The idea of playing a 70-hour game where a significant portion of that game is you running boring errands and doing, like, random side shit, it just it doesn't endear me to a character. It makes every, every character in Assassin's Creed, modern Assassin's Creed, even, like, um, Bayek is, like, you aren't really an assassin. You're an errand, you know, you're, you're an errand cop. boy, errand girl. You're a, uh, yeah, he's, I mean, Bayek was he's specifically a cop. a cop, but like, even like Cassandra, <laughs> like Cassandra, I was like, I want to care about you, but you keep running off and doing this boring shit for a really long time. And I just cannot, like, I, the last character in Assassin's Creed that I really cared about was probably, I don't know, Edward Kenway. Like, yeah. I, I was into him, but like, oh, none like of them Jacob come. and Evie and Syndicate? No, not really, because there was two uh, of them, and I like I didn't really like the back and forth between them. Like I want to go back and give Syndicate another go. Honestly, I kind of bounced off of them. I found them quite annoying. Um, 
But I think I was in a very irritated phase of my life as well there, where I was just annoyed <laughs> by everything. Um, but like, I I wish I could care about a character the way that I did care about like Altair and 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 uh, or even like the Ezio. The uh, modern day stuff, like, I don't know what the heck was going on with all that. And it's like, it's the same problem where it's even more so because you're like, okay, you introduced the modern character and then you play hmm. 40 hours of Odyssey and then you cut back to the main character. And I'm like, I don't even remember their name or what they were doing or what's going on. Like, so if they can, like, uh, is it couch that? Layla? Layla? Yeah, Layla. Layla. Yeah. Hassan. Hassan. Yeah. 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 And like say, that, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Interesting good thing about Valhalla is the fact of despite its campaign being like 70 hours and to get like the true ending you have to spend like another 20 on top of that for like a 90 100 hour experience is the fact that it like references every single mainline game that came before it and it just wraps up all of those storylines so Altair uh, Ezio, Connor, Edward, Arno, oh, wow. Jacob, Evie, just all of Bayek, uh, Cassandra, and basically it's like, all right, put a lid on it. It's done. We've wrapped everything up. We even touch on Desmond a little bit, and we kind of complete that. We are now basically at fresh slate. We can go okay. somewhere new. <laughs> from- that actually kind of makes is, me a little excited that, then. Yeah, that is exciting, but like... <laughs> That exciting is immediately dulled by knowing that the next step isn't a isn't a like really smart reset where they curate and finally craft a new character and world. It's this platform that they've created where anyone can be an assassin and you can go anywhere and do anything. It's like, no, I was hoping you'd use this opportunity to be like, yeah. yo, we've Let's got go an back. Assassin's Creed too. <laughs> like we've got we've got to come up with a brand new assassin. We've focused it down. You're gonna love this character. It's gonna be really cool. It's n- it's not that. Like they're like, all right, we're we're making Fortnite or we're making GTA online. I'm like, I don't really care about that. Like I don't uh, yeah. yeah. I, I want I want I memorable like a, stories. Yeah, Jason Schreier's report and the official Ubisoft uh, press release doesn't mention this, but Schreier's report mentions that like the soonest we're getting this game is 2024, so three years Mm -hmm. from now. And so there's a possibility that we get some sort of Assassin's Creed experience between now and this. I'm keeping like fingers crossed for a super like modern day remake of Assassin's Creed 1. But like it'll be interesting oh, to God. see. Like, do do we get any Assassin's Creed between now and Infinity, or is Infinity just like what happens after Valhalla, and we just take a break from there's, Assassin's Creed for like three or four years? <laughs> there's also no guarantee that this Infinity project actually makes it to release. Like they were, True. they've been very upfront in that they they're talking about it. Like this is something we're experimenting with and we're figuring out whether yeah. it happens or not. Is isn't a dead certainty. They might get you know a ways into development and think this is not working, and then so we get something else instead. It seems like the plan is to work on that while working on um, Valhalla DLC, and maybe if we're lucky, we'll get a another game in between. I don't know. Like, I would love to AC see a good remake. Come on, AC one. I mean, same, like, like, we got style of RE two and RE three remake. Like, just I... completely like upend with bring the new back the stealth. Bring back. I mean, like, they did a bit of that with Revelations, right? Where you could go back and play some of the Altair stuff. But like, I want them to make the Assassin's Creed they sold us in the original Assassin's Creed trailer from E three, like the. 
the that trailer still is one of the best yeah trailer's and hot. that game that the game that came out absolutely did not make yeah. good on anything that happens yeah. in i don't that think the trailer. technology was there yet but the was, yeah there but now. it is there now you can make it make your assassin's creed one hitman game and let's fucking go god that'd be so cool um, modern mod uh, the, it turns out that the next assassin's creed is a a, a, a modern almost futuristic uh game and it stars a new assassin named uh samuel fisher <laughs> yeah let's go and it's a I fucking splinter cell game yeah hell I would, yeah I, I mean like i would love that i have been thinking a lot about splinter cell like i i want um, I if mean, you if you want more the... splinter cell chat go to the uh I mean, nuclear fridge podcast <laughs> wow. just a splinter cell game so that would just be splinter no, cell. no 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 like no, it's no, kind of no. similar relax no, no, no relax relax i mean clint hawking is one of the lead creative directors so yeah we're definitely not getting an actual splinter cell for a while probably if ever rip but you know it's mm -hmm. gonna come in as a live service game <sighs> i I, I, I was all their franchises i was thinking about this earlier like i and there is a way to make a splinter cell live service game that works but i was thinking about this earlier but i really miss like triple a or even double a stealth games there's just none of them around right now that i yeah. care yeah. about like there's no metal gear there's no splinter cell there's no thief there's no i feel like the last you know, one was dishonored what was that game it was by like x uh hitman devs rob hanley like loved it uh echo 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 i feel like echo was like the last game that it, that game's very different yeah. obviously but it was the last game yeah. that was like trying to be like a I'm proper sure stealth yeah. game that i can think of yeah but like on the like i know there are a bunch of indie stealth games but like very few of them have like a charismatic central character you know yeah. the way that we have like snake or sam or emily or corvo you know that kind of that's what i yearn for another one of those and like uh, get it together games <laughs> industry give us a good stealth game again anyway let's let's move on to listener questions Ooh, that beat is nasty. Yeah, man. That, <laughs> oh, that beat shit. is... It's like, I get Tech 9 dropping some bars at the top of that. It's and we're too much, I feel like, for emails, though. Yeah, that for emails, heavy. it's like, we're, we're about... We've, <laughs> we've opened the door to hell, and we're going to pull out some emails. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my like, God. Uh, we've got one question today. Um, Jordan, can you read the question, please? Uh, sure. Before we do that, actually, I should I should point out that if you want to send in questions, you can email at afterdarkpodcast at gamespot.com mm -hmm. or join our Discord if you want entry to the Discord. All you have to do is send me your social security number, your address, your bank account mm -hmm. details, um, and I will get back to you within two to three days about that. Um, mm -hmm. Or you can DM me that uh, on uh, in, uh, on Twitter um, and or DM Lucy uh, and uh, we'll get you in. Uh, don't actually send me your purse. Don't dox yourself. That was a joke. Um, Jordan, can you read the first <laughs> question that comes from Maria, a.k.a. Serious yes. Business? Uh, my Mass Effect Legendary cache is, is arriving tomorrow, and I can't wait to put it on the <laughs> one one scale in 7 helmet and run around my house with Nerf guns pretending I'm Commander Aww. Shepard. What's the dumbest gaming-related purchase you've ever made? Oh, this is... That's easy. I mean, I do oh, have the, that uh, helmet, and it was probably the most recent dumbest purchase I have ever made. 
Um, I'll say the most, the dumbest purchase I've ever made was the day one edition of the Xbox One that came with the giant. Oh, Connect. sad. And like, <laughs> mm. I was like, you know yeah. what? Their uh, messaging was poor, but Xbox had a great 360 era. I'm sure that they will not uh, bugger the Xbox One. I can definitely do this and not PS4. That was, that was you thought stupid, stupid decision. To make. I uh, <laughs> I imported a, a Japanese like deluxe copy of a uh, Persona Three Dancing and Persona Five Dancing before uh, yeah. it got like announced for America, and then I I still haven't even opened it because they, was, they announced it for a... America, and I was like, well, I don't. It'll just sit on my <laughs> shelf and look look cool. <laughs> there was a period I've talked about this before, but there was a period where I just decided I was gonna rescue GameCubes. Like I felt real bad about GameCubes just being As like you getting Were you gonna be like, like the GameCube version of Greg Miller with PS Vitas? <laughs> yeah, basically. So I'd like every now and then I'd walk past this uh this uh secondhand uh game store um in the UK and I'd pop in there and see if there were any GameCubes and if they were like cheap enough, I'd just buy them and be like I'll rescue you and like give them to someone who who Aww. who might who might be able That's to like so make use. Like I give them to like f- friends or like whatever. If I knew anyone, like oh my friend has this younger brother or cousin that likes games, I'd be like, here's a GameCube. Give him the GameCube. It's got a copy of Mario Kart Double Dash in there and and Mario Sunshine. Don't play Mario Sunshine though. Um, and here's Melee. Hey. Um, like. It would be like that kind of stuff, but like I ended up accumulating far too many GameCubes. Um, I still have a couple. I still have got like at least five in this room, probably, um, including my orange one, my spice orange GameCube, which I stole from a previous employer um, when they made me redundant. I say my old GameCube broke, so I might buy one of those from you. So. <laughs> Dude, if you want, if you want a GameCube, I'll bring it. Oh, actually, no, I'm in the UK. I'm not. I'm not coming back to the states uh, if they uh, let me back. There's also a GameCube. some really good third-party <laughs> uh, devices out there that allow you to um, hook up your GameCube through HDMI right to your TV, mm-hmm. like without needing to mod it. Like you used to have to like send it to yeah. a dude and he would like cut a hole in. Now you just buy a device. It's kind of expensive. It's like 150 bucks or whatever. But if you want to play your GameCube on your nice 4K TV, looking sharp, well, I'm gonna you can have do to because Nintendo won't let me play any of my GameCube games. Anymore. Metro Prime, baby, get Metro Prime on that. Oh still bangs. God. Metro Prime Metroid is still Prime. a good game. Oh, Such a good God. game. Metroid Prime is so good. So uh, good. I don't think I, I don't think I have any dumb game related purchases because I'm not a dumb person. I might not be smart, but I'm not dumb. No regrets. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh yeah i, I don't know <laughs> I, i've probably done some dumb shit well i always do dumb shit Didn't but i don't you think get it's into gaming. like final fantasy 14 like near the beginning of it excuse launch. you like, oh no like no. It eventually it became a good purchase but no. like in the beginning like it it was not a smart <laughs> no I, well, that game was not on my radar until i met ben Jenka. <laughs> so uh, okay uh yeah i didn't i didn't get into it until early early 2019 is when i fell in love i found true love with uh, final fantasy 14 and now we're married so that's that on that um, I don't know. I don't really buy special editions of things, um, especially not anymore. Because uh, any game I want to play, I, pr- I could probably get game codes. And if not, like I don't mind dropping sixty bucks on it because I, I rarely buy games. But like I used to, I used to drop mad money on uh, like tech shit. I bought like how many keyboards, how many mice. I had like a wireless keyboard, and then I had oh, I want a mechanical keyboard, and then I got a cheap mechanical keyboard. And then I got an MMO mouse. I didn't play MMOs at the time, but that should look tight. And then I got like a new Logitech mouse, but not Logitech came out with a new mouse, and I want that one. Got like mad headsets. I had like seven headsets. Only got two ears. Uh, it's there is. 
I think I think that I think uh, I think tech products is more uh, where I I fell into fell into a bunch of dark, deep, expensive holes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm going quest. For, uh... For for special editions, like I know doing this, they would probably not make as much money, which is why they don't do it. But I'm always really sad that special editions are always announced and released alongside the game's launch. Like before I know whether or not I'm like, yo, this game is going to be like life changing for me. I definitely want mm-hmm. the special edition. Oh, for. Like yeah, yeah. By the time I realized that Titanfall 2 was going to be like my favorite first person shooter of all time, the special edition for that had been sold out like for months at that point. I'm like, why do developers not release the special edition like the same way that they did? Like, this is the game of the year edition that comes out a year after the game is out. I'm like, I would for sure buy more special editions if they came out several yeah. months after I'd had time with the game to fall in love with it and know like, oh yeah, I want all the statues and helmets yeah. and scarves and postcards and whatever else comes in this box. <laughs> when you think about it, special <laughs> editions are pretty dumb because we're all like, yeah, I'll drop $200 on a game I haven't played yet. I want those. Yeah. It'll be really I want. <laughs> I want these postcards and yeah, I guess, I guess is fire. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's why, you know, uh, services or companies like Limited Run Games exist. But obviously yeah. they're not they're not out there making deals with, you know, EA for Titanfall. They're making yeah. deals with indie developers, which is a shame. But you are right, though. That's 100% uh, on point with that. Like, yeah. For sure buy a special edition of Bloodborne now. But like, I wouldn't have bought oh, it yeah. when that game was first announced. And I'm like, Look, this is totally new from From Software. I assume it's going to be good, but they've just—I've just enjoyed Dark Souls at this point. Who knows if Bloodborne? So I—I like, I I don't bought... know if I, if I spell <laughs> special edition like it. Yeah, that's, I, that's I bought. They—they they re-released, not re-released. They re yet yeah, what they re-released game uh, Bloodborne as in like a PlayStation Essentials uh, collection oh, as part oh, of the Red Bones. I hate that. No, 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 no. This is this is no, a different the one, one for... that they came out with. But the physical UK one came out as yeah UK exclusive only, and it had like oh. limited covers that was like oh. Ollie Moss style oh, super. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, shit. yeah. I do yeah. remember those. I've got, yeah, those. Are I've amazing. got that. I've got the God of War one. I've got the Blood Bowl one. And I think I've got the. Uh, I think it's like Eco Collection. One of them, like maybe Shadow of the Colossus Eco Collection. There's one more that I have, which I'm pretty sure is like Team Eco related. Um, but yeah, I think that's. I think that's things on my desk. Shit! Wow. <laughs> Someone's hey, today, definitely stolen today, that. Today, today, today's the first day we can go in. Yeah, hey, let's get it. Oh, actually, oh, no. Shit, I think you're in the Rob, UK. I think I think actually <laughs> our uh, uh, former games might play Rob Henry might have rescued it for me, and, and it's actually in my apartment somewhere. Um, legend. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening to the 101st episode of GameSpot After Dark. We super appreciate you spending your time and lending your ears and your eyes to listen to us chat it up. Remember, as we said, if you're a podcast listener, why not head over to YouTube? Maybe give it a little watch on there. You know, boost our numbers artificially. Would love it. That would be super helpful for us. Um, and if you're watching a video, if you're watching the video and you enjoyed this, why not help guarantee the future of the GameSpot After Dark podcast by heading over to the pod- a podcast app and just subscribing, you know, and helping us grow a bit more. Tell a friend, rate and review us on iTunes, hit us up on Spotify, find me on Adult Friend Finder. Uh, uh, Jordan, excuse you. <laughs> what have you been doing and where can people find you? Uh, I put out uh, previews for both uh, 
the Death Store one should be up by now. And before that, did one for Tunic, which if you're like a fan of games like Breath of the Wild and Dark Souls and games that are all about discovering lore and secrets and working with the community to figure everything out, that game is for you. And I got a full interview and preview of that up as well as more full thoughts on Death's Door. And uh, I, I don't know. I'll probably, if I don't write something about Assassin's Creed, I'll probably be tweeting something about Assassin's Creed at J.M. Ramey. So you can follow me mm-hmm. over there for that. <laughs> Love it. Uh, Michael, where you at? Uh, you can find me and all of my bullshit at Michael P. Hyam on Twitter.com. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? No, I do not know what you're saying, but I understand what you're saying, if you know what I'm saying. Feel me? Yeah. That's, yeah, that, I that's get that you. on that. That's that on that. Jean-Luc, where uh, you up to? Where can people find you? You can find me at Jean-Luc Seipke, uh on Twitter. Uh, I've been, I'm, like I said, I was on the Bombcast uh, uh, this week. I don't actually say all that much because, uh, to be honest, I was like super nervous and focusing on actually making sure the production went well. Um, but uh, yeah, it was, it was really cool to help and fill out with them. I'm actually going to be filling out uh, next week as well, I believe. Um, so uh, if you you Ooh. didn't enjoy me on that, then too bad. You get a whole nother week of that. Um, <laughs> otherwise, uh, I should hopefully have that Metroid buyer's guide thing that I've been working on. Spoiler alert. They're good. Go play Metroid if you can. Play the Metroid games. You'd love to see it. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at TomorrowH. Um, I have been working on a bunch of things in the background. If you want specifically something to check out, you know, giantbomb.com. Um, buy a premium subscription. Check out the show Born to Run, which is a brand new show that has been launched on giantbomb.com. It involves myself and Danny O'Dwyer playing through every game in the Soulsborne from Software catalog. We're starting with Demon Souls for the PlayStation 5, and we're going to go through all of them. There's one episode so far. I think it's a pretty fun episode. Um, and uh, yeah, this is designed and created in the style of the Endurance runs, but a little more editable so that you're not like wasting hours and hours of your time not really seeing much happen um that was all good back in the day but i feel like a a lot of us don't really have the time or the spirit to uh have a kind of like low-key not really entertaining um stuff happening for significant periods of time uh we've created a character his name is tuna supreme legend um and uh yeah uh, if you don't have a Giant Bomb premium subscription, you can actually go to Giant Bomb YouTube channel and get a cut down version of the episode. We do encourage you to, you know, take out a premium subscription. They're relatively cheap. So if you can afford it, it will be great. You'll be getting a lot of content. That's one of many shows that are launching Um have launched and are going to be launching soon we've got the grub snacks show going up um lucy and i are working with jeff Backlar on another show that's going to be cool and then there's a whole bunch of other shows in the background that are currently um in the either planning or production phases and there's going to be even more shows like uh, we're working in the background on figuring it out we're making partnerships so if you buy a giant bomb premium subscription you will get uh, your money's worth. Why is this turning into a giant bomb ad? Fuck out of here. Uh, <laughs> see you next week. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>